So hello and welcome to another episode of Net Support Radio. I'm really pleased to be joined again today by our fantastic head of support here at Net Support, Andy Earp. Thank you for joining me for another conversation today. Andy, how are you doing? Very well, thank you. Yourself? Yeah, really, really good. It's always lovely to have the opportunity to catch up with you. We're, we're quite geographically disparate, so um, it's lovely to have that chance to not only have a little catch up, but uh, spend some time uh, picking your brains into because uh, your knowledge of our products is so uh, so uh, advanced. Uh, so you're always able to sort of answer any questions I've got, and I always learn so much from these conversations. And hopefully, uh, our, our audience will do too. So thank you for joining me today. Today we're looking at and exploring net support DNA. Now, if you're a net support DNA customer already, you already know lots and lots of things uh, about DNA. But please stay tuned uh, because I'm sure that Andy will be sharing some top tips and, and uh, use cases and, and ideas for how you can make the most of net support DNA. But for those of you who don't know uh, what net support DNA is, my very first question for you, Andy, is a very simple one: What is net support DNA? Over to you, Andy. What is net support DNA? Yeah, so Netsport DNA is a, uh, a corporate solution. Uh, we also use it in education as well, but we're going to cover it from a corporate side today. So Netsport DNA provides a asset management solution. So it will collect information on the hardware and software installations around your, your network. But it also provides uh, monitoring functionality as well. So not only is it going to tell you what you have out there in terms of assets, but it's also going to collect metering information. So it'll tell you what applications are in use, what websites are in use. Um, it allows you to do software distributions of packages of your, your choice. Um, and you can also use it for uh, remote management as well. So it does tie nicely with some of our other tools, but also has some built-in capabilities uh, there as well. So yeah, it's a, it's a nice tool for the technicians to have to learn to manage their devices around the, uh, around the network. Yeah, absolutely. And, and lots of time saving opportunities tied in there as well, obviously, without having to need, the need to sort of move around big sites sometimes to sort of try and do some of the work that you mentioned. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. It really does save you having to keep going out to two machines. Brilliant stuff. Thank you very much, Andy. Uh, my next question, digging a bit deeper uh, into what we can do with NetSupport DNA. Uh, will DNA allow me to monitor the application usage of users? Uh, I guess that's really important. So, you know, if you're looking to try and find out whether, you know, licenses you've paid for certain bits of software are being used and so forth and so on, that could be a really important part of your sort of um, tracking around return on investment, can't it? It really can. And, and Netsport DNA has a, a whole component around this. So it's got an application uh, metering component. Uh, this will collect information to tell you when a user has started an application, when they close the application. But more importantly, um, the active time. The active time is how long the application was in focus for. So, you know, it might look like the user was using the application for maybe you know, a few hours, but actually the active time might have only been like five or 10 minutes. So, you know, if you've got renewals sat on your desk and you're trying to find out, you know, are particular applications still being used and who's using them, the application meter and feature is really handy to try and determine who's using those applications and how frequently and how long are they using those applications for and then you can put that information together to try and determine okay do we need to renew as many licenses is it being used do we need to do some more training on on that software is it not being used because the staff aren't sure how to use it so it's really um, useful to do that as well as um, metering as well it could be that maybe you have gone over your license count so you can do things such as block 
specific applications as well. So, you know, if, for example, you find out, oh, okay, we have actually got that installed on a couple too many machines, you could restrict it on those two machines until you get some of your um, out there to uninstall it or to, to remove it or whatever you need to do. That's really good, Andy. Thank you very much. And I guess it's really good for compliance as well, with remote working being so uh, important and necessary at the moment. You know, if, if it's an organisation, you're asking staff to have Teams open whilst they're working all day or uh, some other apps like, like that. Uh, you, you can use DNA to sort of track that through the application metering too, I'm assuming. Yeah, so as I say, it's really great, you know, wherever those users are, you can really kind of run your management reports to find out that usage of those applications and determine exactly what you, you need to know. So it's really good for making those decisions and to make sure whether you're using things effectively. Oh, fantastic. Thanks for sharing that, Andy. Uh, my next question for you, uh, can you still collect data from agent devices even if they are off-site? And I get, that goes to the remote uh, working uh, scenario that I mentioned a moment ago. Is that possible? It, yes, it is. Um, so we have a, a DNA gateway component. It's a little bit different to our um, gateway component in our other solutions. Um, it comprises of a, a gateway server and a gateway agent. There's two typical scenarios you would use this in. If you've got uh, like a head office, but then you might have remote sites, you can nominate a device on the remote site to be a gateway agent, and that will talk back to your public-facing gateway server. So all those agents on that site will connect in across to the DNA server and report as, as you would expect. Um, but then, as you say, remote workers, you know, people working from home, you can install the gateway agent and the DNA agent on, on their device, and that device will carry on uh, metering and collecting that information. So again, you can, can help and work with that uh, information coming in while they're off-site. Um, another kind of scenario, um, that we have come across a bit is, which is slightly outside of us, but remote workers sometimes will have VPN connections, so their own VPN solutions, um, and the DNA agent will connect in across that. So as long as the port's required to access the DNA server directly, you know, if you've got a remote worker and they use a VPN to the head office, then the agent connectivity will work across that as well. So again, that's something that's often, uh, often missed, but it, it is possible. That's great that there's that flexibility though, I'm guessing, yeah? Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that must be so useful for companies as well, because, you know, like like uh, for our education customers, you know, no two schools or no two client clients uh, in the corporate space are the same. And so having that sort of ability to really adjust the usage, depending upon your individual context, is, is a, a, a real a real, real bonus and benefit, isn't it? It's, it certainly is. I say we, we come across, as you say, customers using all different types of scenarios so it's nice that we've got you know viable solutions for them for those different scenarios great stuff thank you so much andy my next question for you um is um about how dna can help sort of track um, energy usage and, and uh, maybe some sort of associated cost savings are linked into that how can dna help you with energy usage and costs so in dna uh we have a energy monitor um, feature um, and this will record information as to when devices are left on uh, within your working day and outside of your working day um, so it gives you some nice graphs and reporting there so you can get an idea as to you know where is your power usage and it you can also put uh, cost information to that 
and it will help you provide estimates as to how much that is costing you. So we'll look at the amount of time that device is on and DNA will run calculations against that. And you can look at your energy bill and say, OK, well, this is how much the electricity is costing us. And you can enter that information into DNA for, for different types of hardware, whether it be you know, a desktop-based or server-based hardware, you can try and put it as close to that as possible. And then DNA helps you kind of provide those estimates so you can look at that. So not only is it going to highlight to you, you know, which machines are being maybe left on out of hours that maybe shouldn't be left on out of hours, um, but it also gives you that cost information just for your daily runnings as well. So you get an idea as to what that kind of cost is to you. Now, with that, as, as well as kind of identifying, you know, which machines maybe are being left on that shouldn't be, DNA also has power management plans in place as well. So right. you can automate the uh, the startup and the shutdown of devices. Um, you can put kind of bank holidays in there so they're not turning on devices when no staff are in the office. Um, you can um, put in inactivity plans as well. So maybe over the lunch break when staff will disappear if they leave their machines on, it looks at a period of inactivity and then will suspend or or power off the machine, um, whatever you want to do, really. Um, so not only is it kind of reporting and telling you, but it's also giving you a mechanism to try and cut down that energy usage. You know, if all if your policy for desktops is they should all be turned off by six o'clock, but all staff, you know, hit six o'clock and they're, they're gone or five o'clock and they're gone, um, you know, DNA will shut it down for them. But if you have got late workers, there are features in the software that allows the end user to postpone that as well. So it's not going to, you know, shut down their machine if they're working late and, uh, and getting some work done. Then it will give them the option of uh, of postponing that so they can continue working. So, uh, that's, that's brilliant, Andy. And that's a really rounded package, isn't it? It's not only giving you the, the uh, um, you know, real-time data you would like to know, so, so you know how much you're spending and where it's being spent on and, and the things which are actually causing those 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 costs to accumulate. But then you've also got, let like me say, the power management features, which enable people to better sort of have it turned on at the right time, shut down at the end of the day, all those things as well. Fantastic. Yeah. That's really interesting and so, so good to learn. And obviously, it can be of, of uh, big interest to uh, those organisations where, where they've got okay, disparate offices and and, and uh, people using yeah. lots of different types of devices across their organization great stuff thank you andy the next question for you um, how can you use dna to monitor and support end users are there ways in which you can use the software to actually help those people who may be working off site or uh, um wanting to update some software uh, um, somewhere that's a bit sort of geographically disparate is that possible i'm guessing it is yeah so so dna has a lot to offer for for kind of supporting them so it's not just about kind of collecting the metering information collecting the hardware and software information it also has an explorer mode um, feature and the explorer mode allows you to monitor thumbnails of your devices so you know if you've got devices you want to keep an eye on um, then you can put those into thumbnail mode and you can also as part of that monitor the uh, performance of those machines that will give you some reporting on its uh, current memory usage uh, cpu usage network bandwidth usage so you'll see that information against those machines so if there's any kind of thing popping up there you see maybe a machine flagging higher cpu than expected then you could mm -hmm. can look at that um, there's also an alerting uh, component as well and you can alert based on either the information that's been gathered by uh, DNA. So if somebody's maybe installed a new application or uninstalled an application, uh, maybe they shouldn't have been doing that, then you can have alerts in place to, to tell the technicians about that so they can receive email alerts for that. Those alerts can also be used to capture information such as uh, low disk space. So maybe you've got an end user um, and if it reports low disk space, it will send you an email. So rather than waiting for that, 
user to contact you you know you can be proactive and say oh we've noticed that you've got low disk space on your machines you know can we help with that um, if an error pops up you can also have dna so it automatically captures a screenshot of an error dialogue that might pop up on a machine and again that can be sent through to the technician so that they can look at that information so it can be really proactive rather than kind of waiting for users to say mm. that they've got a potential issue um, you know it, it's sending that information for you um, you can also pair it with our Netsport Manager, so with the corporate remote control solution. So if you do want to provide remote access, then you can pair that with Netsport Manager. So straight from the DNA console, you can view machines, uh, file transfer to machines, and use other remote control tools with them as well. Um, so you've got the option of, of doing that. So if you're using those two products, then they do integrate with each other as well. So, yeah. And then uh, I say if you've got remote machines and you need to install software, there is the software distribution component available. So you've got the possibility of, of pushing out packages to those machines as well. So, it's yeah, provides a lot to a technician to ensure that you're providing a really nice service to your, your end users. There's so much there, isn't there, Andy? Yeah, Absolutely is, fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. I've got one more question for you, uh, and uh, hopefully viewers uh, and listeners, uh, if you uh, are finding this interesting, please stick around for the final question. Andy, I want to ask you, um, and this is such an important uh, feature, again, in relation to compliance, how can you use DNA to display an acceptable usage policy on all devices? And what, what's linked into that as well? You know, um, Can you use it for other things other than just an acceptable use policy? So the, the AUP feature in, in DNA, what you can do is you can create your own templates. So most organizations will have a policy, maybe it's for new starters, maybe it's a, a policy, you know, um, for maybe health related things, you know, reminding staff to ensure they're, they're wiping down equipment or, um, you know, using the, the hand sanitizers, things like that. Mm. So it might be more things that you want to be uh, more on screen and visible to them. So when uh, what you can do with DNA is you can create your templates of the information you want to include on your policy, and then you can assign that to your users or to your devices. You can choose how you want to do that in DNA. You can set that up so it pops up every time the user logs on or just once per uh, per logon. You can require acknowledgement for those so the user can either sign their names, they can type their name on it or tick a box. Um, and then essentially, uh, if they don't agree to it, there is an option so that it doesn't permit them to then continue using the workstation. So it would log them off the workstation. Um, and there's full tracking for that as well. So if you've got policies in place, you know, a lot of schools might have computer policies for, for students in the corporate sector. Again, they might have similar um, policies on um, how you use the, uh, the machines and the devices. Mm. So it's nice to have those policies that pop up on screen when you first log on, and then you've got the tracking and acknowledgement. So you can go and report and find out that you know, who has been doing that. And it's completely up to you. You can create the templates and decide how they are. You could create multiple templates and assign them to different devices. So you're not stuck to just creating one and that's the one you're going to use for the organization. It could be one department, maybe work slightly differently to another department. So you can um, link them separately as well. That sounds absolutely fantastic. And as if, you, if you're listening in or watching in, uh, whether you're on our YouTube channel or whether you're listening in through uh, the Netsupport Radio uh, podcast channel, uh, you can find out more about Netsupport DNA by visiting netsupportdna.com. Uh, and obviously, you can follow us on social media, um, as you can see on Andy's handle there. Uh, if you can't see as you're listening, it's at Netsupport Group. Uh, and obviously, if you want to find out more about our broader range of products, you can visit us at netsupportsoftware.com. We have lots of products which 
are um, uh, superb and perfect for helping technicians uh, in the corporate space uh, manage that big uh, real estate of technology uh, which many businesses have available to them look andy thank you so much for taking the time to come and share with me on the radio show this afternoon i uh, really very much appreciate it and look forward to catching up and learning more from you again in the future thanks so much andy take care no problem thank you cheers